0: Hey everyone, it's Tony. It's David. And, and we're, we're Two, two Dudes talking, talking Disney. How you doing? I'm good. Excellent. I thought we were going to be Two Dudes Talking that episode on Pompeii, but okay. No, no, no we're Two <laughs> Dudes Talking Disney. Are, are you into Pompeii these days? I'm still in the Pompeii show. All right. So, uh, all right, so we, we've got a, uh, a
1: topic, topic here. Yeah,
0: we have a topic here. Yeah,
1: and normally Dave and I are talking about what's coming, what's new, what's down the road. Well, we're going to take a little trip way back.
0: It's like the ghost of Christmas past.
1: Exactly. Except some time for the holidays. Yeah, it'd be the
0: ghost of Disney past.
1: And we're going to talk about what things we would bring back to Walt Disney World if we were given the opportunity.
0: Correct. So if we had the power, all right, so if you raised your mighty sword and said, That's right. you know, by the power of Grayskull, uh, what would we bring back? So, you know, one of the things about Disney is that Disney's never done and it's constantly evolving and, and through the good or bad over the years, some... Some rides have come, some rides have gone. And, uh, some rides should go. Some rides should go, some rides shouldn't have gone. And we're going to take a minute and talk about what, what used to be in right. Walt Disney World.
1: And Dave actually went out and canvassed some of his friends and I did. listeners. Yes,
0: I canvassed a group of our listeners. So I have a list of our uh, – should I start with those or should we –
1: uh, we'll bring those we'll in. We'll bring those in, yeah. I only
0: canvassed my wife. Okay. But,
1: you know, we're we're married, and that's uh, that's the only woman I'm allowed to canvass. That's the only opinion you're allowed to get. That's right. So uh, I guess since it's your topic, you can start it
0: off. All right. So, you know, uh, obviously growing up, we, and if you've listened to the show by now, you know that we've been traveling to Disney World. My first trip was in 1982. So Epcot was brand new. Um, you know, it was just the Magic Kingdom and Epcot. I remember a lot of different things. That are no longer there, uh, and you you look back on some of them sometimes and, and miss them and wonder you know what would have been. Right. So I I I don't know. Like, do we start park by park? Do we want to do? Let's
1: go park by park. Let's okay. Start in the uh, Granddaddy. Of let's, the start, let's
0: start. Let's start, but we start in the Magic Kingdom. All right. All right. What do you miss the most, Tone?
1: Well, I was letting you go first. Oh, I okay. Was, that was the
0: i I'm going to tell you right now. Out of my list of people, I'm going to throw the first uh, miss out there. Because it's not in the park yet, but it's one that I would agree that I miss. And this comes from our favorite listener, Steph. Mm -hmm. Steph's probably our top fan. I think if you think about it, she's probably the fan we've talked about the most on the show. That's possible. So, uh, and it's because usually because of her obsession with Boba Fett. But, so Steph actually said one of the things that she misses the most is riding shotgun in the monorail. Hmm. And uh, I, I have to agree with her. You know, um, it's funny because the differences in the two parks. In Disneyland, you still can ride in front seat in the monorail. Okay. Uh, in Disney World, you cannot, and that was uh, after you know the, the tragic accident in the monorail, you know, going on five six years ago now, where one of the monorail operators was tragically killed when the two monorails collided, and at that point, Disney stopped uh, allowing people to ride front seat in monorail in Walt Disney World. Right. And uh, the the reason for the differences between the two parks is that. In Disney World, the monorail is listed as a form of transportation with the state, where in Disneyland, it's listed as an attraction. Mm. So there's some legalities into how they, they could let people ride and do things. So, mm. uh, so that I thought that was one of the more unique uh, ones that we got. Now let me ask you: Do you have a monorail driver's license? I do. I yes, guess. Do I have several of them. Um, you know, and, and it's funny because I, you know, that was always a thing, right? When you went, we we would always, you know, again, we stayed at the Polynesian lots lot, so it was always you would go up and ask the guy, "Can we sit in the front seat of the monorail?" Right. And they would, you know, tell you, "Yeah," and, and you know, "Yeah, you might have to wait a train or two. No problem, we will." And uh, you know, so I we didn't even make it into the park yet. We right. crossed one off the list. There we go. Yeah. So Magic Kingdom. You know, there's there's been a lot that's come and gone in the Magic Kingdom over the years. I think probably the biggest uh, attraction that I would say I'd missed is the biggest attraction, which was 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Okay. So for those of you who are young and isn't, I feel start to feel old. This must be like what it's like to be you. Have to explain it everything. Yeah. Um, you know, located now where the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train is, there was the giant 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea attraction where you boarded a, you know, the Nautilus and you went on an adventure with Captain Nemo. Uh, as much as I, I'm sad that the attraction is gone, uh, there there is a little bit of comfort in the fact that you could still go to California and ride the, now it is the Nemo and Friends ride, right. but it's still the the submarine ride And you can ride it out at Tokyo Disney Sea. Yes, they have
1: a 20,000 leagues under the sea out there as well.
0: We are heavily anticipating Disney to someday invite the two dudes on a media tour out to Tokyo Sea.
1: That might just actually happen. Yeah.
0: So when that happens, folks, we'll be sure to let you know. But I would say, yeah, Twenty Thousand Leagues would be my number one. Now I have to agree with you.
1: Uh, that was uh, you know a favorite of mine when I would go to Disneyland as a kid in the early seventies and then going to Disney World uh, you know it, it was the same basically the same attraction. Right. Um, but there's just something fun about going under the water and you know they took that out And for a few years, that area sat empty, and it was just kind of, you know, the reason they took it out was, most, like most reasons, money. Right. You know, the upkeep of having the boats there. Um, Now, they did a great job replacing it with the new Fantasyland. Yes. But I still wish that I could jump on board a submarine. And when we went out to Disneyland last year for the first time in 20 years, I got to ride the Nemo ride.
0: Yeah. Which was
1: very cool and a nice update. Um, So, you know, like... Like you said, you know, you don't get to do it in Florida anymore, but you can ride its cousin out in California.
0: Yes. Uh, actually, uh, several years ago, my my brother Tommy, uh, he matured a little bit more than the rest of us. Mm-hmm. So he stopped coming to Disney with us for a while. And in about 2000, I think like 12, 13, we went to Disney and Tommy again came with us. And I felt horrible because like the day before we were leaving, Tommy was like, I can't wait to go on the 20,000 leagues under the Sea Ride. <laughs> And we had to break it to him. <laughs> you told him you went. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You know, it's been going for the better part of a decade now, Tom. Right. Uh, you know, uh, yeah. So that that was definitely, uh, you know, my top. And it, it's a tough one too because it really is tough between Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea and Mister Toads. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, fortunately, again, Mister Toads still alive and well in you know California. Right. So I I you know very happy that you could still go on that one but it is a toss up between the two mm-hmm. mr toad or 20,000 leagues under the sea
1: okay well while we are in the magic kingdom yes. i'm going to bring in my first restaurant okay hit me with that it i would like to come back and it's not necessarily that the restaurant is gone yep but i would like uh, character dining to return
0: at liberty tree tavern once again toad i will 100% agree with you yep. um you know character dining at liberty tree is a, it's it's a good meal it's family style it is thanksgiving it's the meatiest it's, meal they yes. have. Yes, you know it's 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 family style, just American fared Thanksgiving turkey, hot roast, hot roast, everything they can bring out. But at one time, it was a character dining, and yep. probably up until we keep saying five or six years ago on everything. But I want to say now it's more like nine it's probably or ten like, years yeah. ago. Um, they got rid of the character dining, and it, it was uh, correct me if I'm wrong too. It was, I believe it was Chippendale, right? It was, it was and, and they were all in. Colonial attire? Yep. Would that be the appropriate yeah, to match, term? To yeah. match the time, To match the time.
1: So, you know, there was nothing better than eating a Thanksgiving meal and seeing, you know, Pilgrim Mickey yes. uh, come, walking come walking through. come walking through. So, uh, would love that to return. Now it's just a regular family-style platter meal.
0: Uh, the food is still the same, but I think the ambiance is gone. Correct. Uh, other, you know, notable mentions, like we said, we mentioned Mr. Toad, who was a notable uh, loss to uh, the Magic Kingdom, and yeah. then Snow White. Which again I you know, we talk about decisions that Disney made. They they removed the Snow White attraction for a princess meeting rate. Right. Um you know, again, we're not in charge of the budget, but I don't I don't get that one. And that ride could not have been too hard to maintain. No, no, no. You it know, was not. it's a
1: tracked dark ride.
0: Now once again if you want to go on Snow White, all you got to do is you know puddle jump across the country, right. and you're you're on it in Disneyland. But that was still a completely different ride it w- in w- Disneyland than it was in. Correct. You still get to go on Snow White's uh, ride, you, if you will. There. Uh, other notable losses to Magic Kingdom over the years. I, I still am not. I, now that I have a daughter, and I have you know that I that I go and look at the kitty side of Disney again. Mm-hmm. You know the loss of the of Toontown in the back, which okay. was originally, uh, it was, it's the, the checkered history of that back, you know, area. It was originally Mickey's birthday land. Right. Then it turned to Mickey star land. Then it turned to Toontown, you know, and it was replaced with the new fantasy land. And I, I, I would rather have, don't get me wrong. I think the little mermaid attraction is a great attraction. Seven North mine train is great, but I would rather have the the houses, you know, mm-hmm. I, I thought, especially for the younger crowd. It, it was a good way to kill some time in the park. And, yes, they got to go see where Mickey and Minnie lived. And, right. And uh, I, I, that was one area that I think that they, you know, again, they shouldn't have gotten rid of, but. See, I was a fan of Donald Duck's boat. Yeah. The, the, the boat was like a water feature, if I remember right. correctly. Pretty yeah. much, yeah. You know, and there are remnants of it. You know, the Goofy's Barnstormer is the. is The the Great Goofy. The Great Goofy now. And then even the, the giant, um, the Big Top Souvenir shop was a. You know, was still there as a as a gift shop, right? Um, other, uh, what else you got in the Magic Kingdom that is gone now? Well, Cheryl was a big fan of the
1: uh, Magic Kingdom Skyway. The, I was going to, yeah, the Skyway, which took I, you from Tomorrowland to Fantasyland, correct. took you from Space Mountain to uh, right Rapunzel, next to Rapunzel's so, bathroom. Well, where Rapunzel's bathroom <laughs> is now, but that used to it used to drop you off next to Small World,
0: correct? And the Skyways, you know, the the uh, cable car ride, if yep. you will, um, those went out of service in the late nineties. Uh, mm-hmm. Officially, yeah. if you if you read the you know the like when the date was it closed it actually tells you like ninety eight or ninety nine but re- realistically they stopped operating early to mid nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, you know th- what else you got in the Magic Kingdom? tone oh, that's no longer there? Well, for for me that's it. Okay, I'm I'm a very simple man.
1: You know, I'm I'm not upset with change. Um, there are other parks where things have have you know. Raised my ire a little more okay. than uh, than stuff in the Magic Kingdom.
0: So looking at our, our fan, Gallup fan poll here, uh, I'm Molly Piverell. Molly, uh, her thing was Mickey Mouse review in the Tomorrowland Theater. Okay. Um, now, I think that would be a little self-serving because Molly used to perform in the Tomorrowland Theater. So I think she was a little, you know. Right. But that was a Magic Kingdom uh, one. Aunt Laureen. 20,000 Leagues in the Sea in the original Snow White ride. All right. She's a winner. So she's in there in the Magic Kingdom. And um, and then, um, you know, there was, again, you know, previous rides occupying uh, new spaces. You had Mission to Mars, which was replaced by Alien Encounter, which is now replaced by Stitch's Great Escape, which is now replaced, replaced by, by nothing. By nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that was one. And then the other ride that's kind of over the years seen some change was uh, Buzz Lightyear. Which was if you had wings or uh, then Delta Dream Flight, yeah. And then what is now um, Mike and Sully to the rescue? The the Monsters Inc. Floor. excuse me, I was thinking wrong wrong park was originally one of those rides that we never went on, right? It was what oh, was the timekeeper. It? the timekeeper? Yes, it was it was the Timekeeper was originally yes. So uh, you know again that is it. it was I think Robin Williams is the voice of the Timekeeper. He keeper, was. Or was it not? Uh, two other th- notes I would make about the Magic Kingdom: the Magic Shop. Mm-mm. I was always a big fan of buying junk magic tricks that I could never figure out. Right. But, but, you know, and then the other thing that I, uh, again, you know, self-serving, I miss the old firehouse. I like the firehouse before they turned it into Sorcerer of the Magic Kingdom when it was more of like a little gift shop and more of just like a, you know, like a little walkthrough firehouse thing. Right. So that's pretty much it, I think, for the Magic Kingdom. Would All you right. concur? I, I agree. Um, I guess our final uh, panelist, my cousin, Nicole, which uh, Nicole Guerrero, because I have two cousin Nicoles here that are both. Right. So, it's gonna, so cousin Nikki, uh, a nighttime parade at the Magic Kingdom, hmm. uh, which I, I agree. Do you? Do you? I mean, I miss. I, I was never a fan of Spectro Magic. I was more of a you fan like of, the of Electrical, electrical Main Street. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, and again, going back to when we were kids.
1: Right. Yeah, I, I agree. It, it, it could use a, a little nighttime magic.
0: Okay. Um, so that's it. So let's jump on the monorail, not in the front seat. No. And head on over to uh, the second uh, of the Disney parks, Epcot. All right. So uh, now Epcot is one we could probably do an entire episode okay. um, on Epcot. But just to show this. you things, um, Jill, my Aunt Jill, Figment, right? Uh, Cousin Katie, Figment. My sister, Figment. Figment mm-hmm. got a lot of votes in this pool. He did. Uh Figment is not well served in the Imagination Pavilion. Not at all. They, they you know, and it's funny. There's a ride. They first opened it, Imagination Pavilion, the Dream Finder and Figment. Great ride, great storyline, great effects for the time. Yep. Um, and then it was replaced with an abomination that made no sense. I can remember when they replaced Figment uh, with the Imagination Institute mm-hmm. version like going on it and getting off and being confused because you weren't really sure what just happened. Right. So then that, that lasted a hot second. They shut it down and remade it, but they put figment back in it in the cheapest possible way they could. Yeah. Uh,
1: now, I get it. Now, the Imagination Institute was the connection as part of imagination between Dr. Uh, Wayne Selinsky yes. from Honey, I Shrunk the Audience uh, Nigel was it Nigel Hawthorne? Yes, is the uh, head of the Imagination Institute. So that was the unifying factor there. So I get why they did that, but the whole figment ride, you know, is horrible. Correct. That just it's it's I call that the no imagination.
0: Pavilion. Yeah, it you know it's like the it's like the poor imagination pavilion is just beat up, ripped up. And, and just out there right now, mm-hmm. you know, and it actually amazes me with the, the reimagining of Epcot. And we all know that the Corona tanked that terribly, that that wasn't because that was a gimme. You know, people wanted figment. They want more right. figment. And it's it's funny because, you know, figment's kind of become the, the icon of the park. He he is very heavily associated with Epcot. Uh, and I just think that his they're not using his potential. Right. And 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 people really do love Figment and they like the character and he's he's happy, he's friendly, he's mischievous to a point. But the Imagination Pavilion, man, that they cut the legs right out from under that right. when they changed the ride.
1: They'll bring back Orange Bird anyway they right. possibly you can, know, like, but uh, they can't find anything for They can't find for anything figment for Figment. figment. Um and, so, and then I'll go ahead. I was going gonna, gonna say what,
0: what what do you miss? In Epcot, I, I and this is gonna sound funny, I missed uh, Living or ah, the living seas. Okay. I I get now that it's the Nemo, you know, uh, version of it. But I liked Sea Base Alpha. Mm-hmm. It was a little bit more of a mystery behind it, right? You know, uh, during that part. And then, really at Epcot, I I think the thing I missed the most is the original test track, mm-hmm. uh, which my cousin Nicole. That was her second thing that she wanted me to bring up. It was the original version of test yep. track.
1: Yeah, I, I think uh, definitely test track. You know, I call the version there now Tron Track.
0: Yeah, it's, because
1: it's it's a little too futuristic. I enjoy the old version. I liked walking through the queue of the test, you know, test platform. I, I also
0: feel like too the the old version gave you more of the feel of the essence of the ride that mm-hmm. it was a test track. You know, you you were you know a test a crash test dummy right going through the test track, and I I just think that that was one ride that they really you know, they really kind of blew. Like they, mm-hmm. they should never, I don't, and if you look, you know, and I'm going to actually uh, take a minute here and Google while we're talking, just because, you know, one of the things about Test Track was, Test Track was opened in 1999, mm-hmm. right? So the the ride opened in 1999. So with with a ride that's now less than 10 years old, it was ripped up and redone. So the ride was open again, March 1999. It uh, closed in April of 2012 for a reimagining, and it reopened in 20 in the end of 2012. Now the biggest thing about that, and one of the biggest things that people, uh, you know, if you want to educate them about the the history and the evolution of Epcot, is the corporate sponsors. So what people don't, uh, a lot of people don't realize is that. In an effort to save money, which Disney does every time, a lot of the rides had heavy corporate sponsors, and they still do. Some of the, you know, the Living with the Land is presented by uh, uh, Nestle. Mm-hmm. You know, Siemens presents Spaceship Earth. Used to up until a couple months ago, right? right you know, right. so originally when Test Track first opened, it was presented by General Motors, and uh, they they their contract was up, and they really didn't uh, renew it until they renewed it with Chevrolet. So they had to retheme the ride. And they went with that, like we said, that future opening Tronness, mm-hmm. and and the design your own car. And it just really, it misses the mark of the, of the intent of the ride. Right. Yeah.
1: I, I totally agree. I, I like the older version. Uh, as much as I enjoy building
0: my fantasy car yes. and then seeing how it performs, I would much rather walk through the Test Track queue. And then again, Test Track replaced World of Motion, which was a, a slow ride about the, the evolution if you will of uh, our transportation mm-hmm. so that was a uh, ride there before then right next to that you have mission space which was originally horizons and if you talk to a lot of disney people they'll tell you that horizons is one of the rides that people miss the most mm-hmm. um you know for those of you who don't know the neat part about horizons was you picked your own ending. So when you got into the Horizons ride vehicle and it started going along, these little light panel came up, and you got to choose whether it was what space, Earth, or undersea future that you got to see. Uh, Right next to Horizons uh, Mission Space, you have Wonders of Life, the Wonders of Life Pavilion, which again, um, when it came out, it was high tech, cutting edge, and it never really got updated. But if you if you take the history of that attraction, you'll see. Its entire downfall falls again upon that sponsorship, mm-hmm. where when it originally was opened and sponsored, was was a MetLife that originally sponsored so. it and and continued their sponsorship, and then the, when they ended, they kind of just let the pavilion really run until it ran out of gas.
1: Yeah, the mid the mid to late two thousands were a tough time for corporate sponsorships yes. in uh, Disney World, and a lot of sponsors left, which then you know Disney foots the bill right. on on everything, and, and that makes it a tougher nut for Disney to maintain and. Uh, develop new attractions because they're, you know, 100% of the of the money is coming from them now. Correct.
0: And um, finally, the last, I guess, right on, on the uh, mechanical side of Epcot would be Universe of Energy. Right. Which, uh, Universe of Energy was an original Epcot attraction. There was a reimagining in the late 90s featuring Bill Nye, uh, Ellen DeGeneres, and... And the late Alex Trebek. And the late Alex Trebek, yes. Uh and that is currently, as we speak, being reimagined and rechanged into Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. Uh, also sorry. known as Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. Sorry, <laughs> Mission Breakout. I was going to say Mission Breakout is wrong, Coast. Um, one of the things I think that's going to be completely awesome about this ride is that for those of us who grew up in the 80s, uh, Tony was way before that, Right. you know, The the ride is going to take Peter Quill on his trip to Disneyland or Disney World as a in in the late eighties. So I think one of the things you're going to see out of that ride is a little boost of nostalgia.
1: Mm -hmm. So, all
0: right. What else you got? Uh, You know,
1: as the father of two girls, uh, they might not like this, but I miss Maelstrom. I I I,
0: you know I thought of that as a separate part of the park, but I would agree with you there. Which Uh,
1: uh, which was the old ride in Norway? Well, the original ride in Norway. Yep. And uh, it just took you through, you know, Norwegian scenes. You got to see the trolls. You got to see the oil derricks. Um, It it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a big deal. There was never a wait for
0: it. Right. But it was a fun ride. You got to go down backwards down the falls. Now, the question I have is, do you know anyone that ever watched the post show? Um, If we got stuck in there, we did. (laughs) There used to be a, you know, for those of you who don't remember, at the end of the attraction, there used to be a post show about Norway. And you would literally just see people, like, skirt in the back of the theater right because up the front you, of the door. You did, you did not want to get caught when the automatic doors
1: closed. <laughs> right. Because right. then you felt bad
0: leaving. <laughs> you felt like you were disrespecting the Norwegian culture. Right. Uh, and I think uh, that, that's pretty much it, right? What? what are there any other major – I mean, the Odyssey restaurant mm-hmm. was – so, you know, for those of you who always wonder what that random vacant uh, building is between now Test Track and Mexico, that was the Odyssey. It was a restaurant. Uh, I can I do remember, you know, going there as a kid, but I don't remember much about it. Uh, the only other really attraction, I guess you could say, that we've, we've seen several versions of was Captain EO, which is part of the Imagination Pavilion. Uh, I was trying to explain to one of my younger cousins the other day the enormity of what Captain EO was when it came out. And I said, you have to understand, you know... The phenomenon that was Michael Jackson has not been seen since. There's no pop star that was what he was when he was at his prime in the 80s. And then, again, the team up with, you know, George Lucas and Francis Ford Coppola, the powerhouse that they formed for that ride and and the hype that came with it was incredible. And it was a great attraction. One of the reasons I'm not – I would normally put Captain EO towards the top of this list because we were huge fans of it, again, growing up in that era. Is the fact that you can just go on YouTube and watch the video? Right. It was it was a a theater ride, much like the Muppets or like what's there now, which is the Pixar thing with animation. Yeah. You know it. it, So it's really as much as it was a ride. It was more of just like watching a, a 15 minute movie with some special effects. So I think that that's one that it doesn't hurt me because I it doesn't hurt me because number one you can just go right on YouTube and watch it. And I think the other reason it doesn't hurt me is because every morning when I wake up and I roll over, I'm still sleeping with my stuffed animal Hooter elephant. Mm-hmm. From then, and if I, I recall know. correctly, you're still wearing a sequin glove. That's true. Yes, yes. No, you know who's still wearing a sequin glove is Steven. Steve. yeah, <laughs> Stephen. Uncle Webb is still uh, still rocking the sequin glove. Yes, he is. Um, the only yeah. other. Oh, go ahead.
1: Go ahead. You hit it. I was going to say what I would bring back there. Uh, so Nestle sponsors uh, used to sponsor the entire land pavilion. Correct. And the one thing I missed is they used to make Toll House cookies in the park, um, and they would be nice and hot and fresh. And I looked forward to it every trip. Let me get a chocolate chip cookie. Right. It cost you two bucks or whatever. Great snack. One day I went to one of the booths in Epcot. I said, give me a cookie. They handed me this cookie. I got it. I looked at it. It was a prepackaged cookie. Right. I took it out. I ate it. And I just had this look of disgust on my face, and Cheryl went back and actually returned it and got my money back because <laughs> it, it was no longer Nestle. And sometime between our previous trip, yep. Nestle dropped their sponsorship of all the cookies. Um, so I would bring back the warm, fresh Nestle
0: Toll House cookies. Okay. Uh, the other list item I have from our fan, we didn't mention this, was uh, Billy, Cousin Billy, Luminations. Ah. So Billy uh, Broad said he would like to see the Illumination show brought back, which right now Epcot's kind of in the middle of a, a flux with fireworks. They are. Uh, they're they're you know gearing up for the new show. Uh, so Illuminations was one that the original fireworks show at Epcot. No, see, well, actually, that was the second show at Epcot. What was the first one? I forget what it was, but okay.
1: Illuminations uh, replaced it. Okay, it had the kites. That's all I know is they had the the stunt kites. Um, oh, that's correct. They did have this stuff. But guy. one thing I missed from Epcot is the Tapestry of Nations Parade, yeah, which took place from '99 to t- 2001, and it was part of uh, Disney's Millennium Celebration. Yes, it was a the parade, infamous wand, right? Yeah. It was a parade that had um, uh, uh, the topic of unity and world peace uh, and gathering people as one. And Sponsored a- by
0: the United States Marine Corps. <laughs> <laughs> the best part of this
1: parade is it used to start in like three points around the lagoon and the the identical parade was happening. So they could get around the lagoon in a third of the time. Um, But there was, you know, stilt walkers and uh, flags and drums. And the soundtrack was amazing. Uh, It later turned into the tapestry of dreams parade, which was a bit of a downgrade. And then that lasted a little bit. And they used to do that before illuminations um you know it was a, a 30 minute parade and i thought it was it was good okay you know it was so good that a version
0: of this parade was used as the halftime show for the super bowl in 2000 okay uh, all right so let's hop on a friendship boat from there and head on over to hollywood studios all right what do you got in hollywood studios you hit me first
1: all right hollywood studios because i am the father of two little children and I enjoyed the
0: photo opportunities that uh, took place here. Is the Honey I Shrunk the Kids playground? It's funny because my wife the other day was just telling me that she wished the Honey I Shrunk the Kids playground was still there, especially because of Amelia. And I, I, I hate to say, like I, my way of saying how I, what I miss in Hollywood Studios is very simple. I miss MGM. Okay. All right. So, and what I mean by that is, when it was MGM Studios, and they were still making movies and TV shows there, and the back lot was in operation, and, the, and you can go see the houses and see how movies were made. Yeah. To, to me, that was the magic of that park. Right. To go on the animation tour and see actual animators drawing, drawing at their desks. movies too. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and don't get me wrong. As much as the you know the force is with me, and I am a huge fan of Star Wars, I would have no problems if you know the Golden Girls house was still there. Would you have sacrificed Galaxy's Edge uh,
1: and only have them left it in California if they could have left the backlot tour yes. and uh, Catastrophe Canyon in place?
0: Yes, absolutely. I would. I would sacrifice as much as I am the, the Star Wars fan that I am. I would sacrifice the Florida Galaxy's Edge for the old backlot. Right. You know, especially now, like right, we're going hopefully. You know, in seventy-two hours at this point, right? Uh, it, it, we would be going through the Osborne Lights. We would be enjoying that part of the park. Uh, I, I, you know, it's funny because you talk about a part of the park that went through. You had the what stage shows was back there? Was it no, uh, Hunchback? Hunchback of Notre Dame was back there. You know, you had Herbie was back there. Uh, the Ninja Turtles, yeah. Jim uh, Ace Ventura. You know, the 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 prime movies growing up were all back there. Yep. So, uh, I that I do miss. The only other really, I guess you'd say, besides that back lot area that they took out, and I think the only attraction that's really gone is the Great Movie Ride. Yeah. Uh, which my, my cousin Nicole, uh, Billy's wife, I have to specify, we have a lot of Nicole's here in the poll. There's two of them, it's screwing us all up. Uh, Nicole Gorzolani, she, that was her choice, the Great Movie Ride. Okay. Uh, you know, she's newer to Disney, but that was her uh, her. Choice 2 was a great movie ride. And that hasn't been gone that that long. No. Nope. Um, I have yet to go on Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Will, right? Same with me. Yeah. So, we'll, so we'll probably be doing that uh, together. Hopefully we'll be doing that next week. Holding
1: hands. Yes. Yep. Uh, as two dudes do when they go together. That's we do. Um, you know, I miss, uh, as funny as it sounds, I actually miss the Sounds Dangerous.
0: Oh, a little Drew Carey action. Yeah. yeah, Drew Carey. Uh,
1: where it, it was all done in the dark and it used nothing
0: but sounds.
1: Yes. Um, and sharing headphones is something you would love to do in this COVID-19 <laughs> era.
0: Um,
1: but it, it, it didn't last long.
0: No. And uh, other you know notable, I guess you'd say, attractions that are gone, the uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Mm-hmm. Was a, a attraction that was there. Yeah, the American you know, Idol experience. The American Idol experience. There was even a um, Let's Make a Deal attraction in the early days of the so park. Early. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, again, Hollywood Studios very new. Not much has has changed from there. All
1: right, I I would bring back uh, as far as restaurants go. I would bring back uh, Pizza Planet.
0: Oh yeah. I I don't get me wrong, I love terrible pizza. I mm-hmm. really and it's so weird, especially given the part of the country that we live in where it's like, you know, you can trip over a good pizza place. Right. You know. I love terrible pizza. To me, there's nothing better than like a mass produced. I pizza. was I was telling
1: someone last week that one of the things I miss from Disney was the old Mickey-shaped pizzas that they used to they make. They used to make, right. Because they were mass-produced, <laughs> and they were they were so bad.
0: They were so bad, they were good. But, f- I mean, fortunately, the food is still there. You mm-hmm. know, we still can go to Pizza Rizzo and eat the food. It's right. just the ambiance, the you theme. know. right? And, again, softballs that I don't know why Disney didn't swing at. You talk about Toy Story Land, and they're building Woody's, you know, barbecue. But it was like you, Pizza Planet is part of the movie. You could easily have done it. Right. Uh, but... Yeah, I, I guess that's the, that's pretty much it for Hollywood Studios. Yeah. You know, there's really nothing, uh, nothing else. I, again, you know, uh, I miss a little bit of the streetmosphere. You know, you know, in the older days of the park, they had much more of it. Mm-hmm. There was more Citizens of Hollywood. There was more of that. You know, you're at a movie studio. Right. You know, you, you kind of got starstruck, if you will. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I'm remembering the old days when every week at Hollywood Studios, you had a celebrity that was there. You know, you 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 did different things. So. Uh, again, I like I said at the beginning, I miss MGM Studios. Yeah,
1: but I also think that's one of the parks that has undergone more of a transformation
0: than any other park. has it, yes. it has grown tremendously. I, I would say next to, to to California Adventure, there's probably no Disney park that has been changed as much as you know Hollywood Studios. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So uh, from there, we're gonna have to take a bus to our final park, yes. which is uh, Animal Kingdom. Okay. Uh, really, I mean, you know, Animal Kingdom being the newest park opening in 1998, right? 99. Uh, 99? 99. 99. 99. Um, you know, there's really not much that's gone. Like, you know, Camp Minnie Mickey uh, was, was bulldozed to take Pandora's spot. Right. Uh, I would say probably the thing I missed that, from Animal Kingdom was I miss uh, Warden Wilson Matua and the poacher uh, side. Of, of the safari, safari you, you know, miss, you miss rescuing little red. I want, yeah, you know, it gave you some purpose. You felt a little like you had a purpose in life when you rescued little red. Right now, the
1: the, the big thing, uh, just last week, they removed Wilson Matua completely from the pre ride queue at the safari. Yes, and he has been replaced with just a standard, generic uh, vehicles uh, safety
0: uh, spiel. Spiel, Okay, yeah, uh, I, you know, it's funny if you for those of us who are athletic and run. Uh, when you run the Run Disney races, and you run through the back of Animal Kingdom, you see Little Red. the mm-hmm. the The truck with the animatronic is parked back there. Right. So it is always like you run by, you wave to Little Red. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, is that that's that's the only thing that's. Uh, what was the, the boat ride? There was the boat ride there, and I cannot remember
1: what it was, but I remember it was an opening day attraction. Uh, and then the next time we went, like
0: all of the boat landings, it was turned into yeah. character meet and greets. It sections. was the Discovery River Boats. And it operated from <laughs> April 22nd, 1998, till August 21st of 1999. All right. So, so it, that was it. A year, but I remember yeah. listening. I, I think they played Radio Disney stuff. Yeah, they played Radio Onboard. Disney. They, um, you know, uh, they used to show you bring some, some, um, you know, some animals on board to show you. And it was more, too, to kind of get a little bit of a, uh, a view of the Tree of Life. Mm-hmm.
1: So now yeah. I I will tell you you know as I um I am ruled by my stomach when I go to uh, Disney World I,
0: and it seems like you every would, if you could see the display that my wife puts on when it comes to eating snacks around Disney you'd be shocked because she's so small right um but
1: uh you know in in Animal Kingdom I miss the old uh, petrifries stand oh in it, it,
0: I I have to say that uh, Steph. Did say the other thing she missed was the French fry cart in so Frontierland. There was the the French fry, the outpost in
1: Frontierland, and then petrifies in Dino Land. Right,
0: but Donald's Restaurantosaurus used to be uh, a McDonald's. Mm-hmm. You used to be able to get McDonald's chicken nuggets, McDonald's uh, fries, and I even think uh, maybe even a Big Mac. There was another item on the menu, too, mm-hmm. that was served there. Again... When Dino Land first opened, it was sponsored McDonald's by McDonald's. Was sponsored
1: for the uh, so, first decade. yeah,
0: so that's why, yeah, I, I would. Agree. I mean, we all know that when it comes to McDonald's, I'm on. I'm in on that. Yeah. So, I mean, I could text Buddy right now and tell him, you know, we need three McRibs, and they'll be here in 20 minutes. Well, that's uh, Buddy's a good guy. But, yes. Uh, now that he's living elsewhere. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Poor Buddy. All. Uh, uh,
1: Now, uh, leaving the parks, um, uh, you know, there is one thing I miss uh, on Pleasure Island and the the Adventurers Club. It is true. I miss the entire concept of Pleasure Island when it was a separate gated admission. Um, And between the east side and the west side of uh, downtown Disney, uh, you had this entertainment district for adults. Um, You know, they eventually opened it up and made it. Free with admission, you know, club admission. So you, you you get into that part of Pleasure Island and just walk around. Uh, and that was when things started going downhill. Right. But uh, eventually. That was big
0: in like what for you, like the early 80s when you were like. No, yeah. that was for me. That you were like, in there like Don Johnson, weren't you? I was. You I were had rocking my, that my white. Sleeves rolled yeah, up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I wear my uh, <laughs> uh, boat shoes with no
1: socks. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I, I miss having that adults only area. And that was really. Uh, built to counter um, – God, what was, was the, the the train station down in Orlando? Yes, like they, there can... was –
0: I forgot what it was called. It was a, Whatever it was, there was an entertainment district, a club like district. Rosie, built, Rosie O'Grady's yeah, was there. Yeah, in, built in downtown Orlando. And that uh, – you know, Pleasure Island was built to combat that. And, you know, it's funny you say that because something I miss about Disney is the – and I'm going to say the marketplace or the village, mm-hmm. you know, which was, again, downtown Disney prior to Pleasure Island. It was just very quiet. You know, the original, uh, you had dinner on the Empress Lily. Chef Mickey's was there originally. And it was just uh, Team Mickey, the character shop. It it was very quiet. It was very, you know, it wasn't crowded. It was a great spot to go after spending all day in the parks. Yeah. And, you know, now obviously it's a juggernaut of a complex being in downtown Disney. But I would say that would probably be something out of the parks that I would miss. Okay. Um, and Church Street Station. was, was the Church Street. There you go. Area in Thank God for Google. Right. And then um, I, you know, I only went once in my entire life, and I barely remember it, which is very uh, odd for me. But River Country would be another thing that a couple of people would have missed, which was the old, you know, who doesn't want to spend an entire day swimming in Florida swamp water, right? right. Uh, you know, and and it's funny because River Country is now being ripped up, and, and that's where the reflections at Spring Lake is. Uh, Supposed to be going. Supposedly. Who knows? But uh, many Disney projects
1: these days, we never know. We don't know
0: if it's on, if it's off. But, you know, that's been sitting idle there. And then something that I absolutely loved and I do miss was Discovery Island. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for those of you, again, for those of you who are newer to Disney or younger, uh, between the Contemporary and Fort Wilderness, there's an island and it's called Discovery Island. And it was like kind of the zoo. Uh, it was originally Treasure Island, and then they changed it to Discovery Island. And when Animal Kingdom opened, they they moved the animals over and kind of shut it. But it used to be you had to take a boat to get out there. Yeah, uh, you know that those are kind of two things that are gone. And I believe admission was free to that. Uh, I thought you had to pay. Did you? I, thought, I did think you had a. I thought it was it was not much. Um, a couple other things that we had notes from people that for my my high end staff polling work. Cousin Katie, uh, no fast passes. She liked it better before you had to plan your entire trip out. All right. Uh, you know, moment by moment, I can see that one. Now, see, I would argue with that paper fast passes. The paper fast passes were the best because as long as you knew where the override button was mm-hmm. on the back of the machine. Uh, I only got caught once. I got caught a test track. You know, the Disney group person came over and said, what are you doing? And I said, I'm hitting the button. And they said, well, how do you know about the button? I said, the same way you know about the button. <laughs> Please, who doesn't right. know about and the they, button? Right, and they just went, oh, okay, and that was it. They didn't say anything, but, you know, for those of you who didn't know, what you would do is the old stand paper FastPass machines. You'd have to have somebody go around back, and there would be a key slot. And if the keys were, you know, vertical, they were locked. So you'd have to look for one of the key slots that was turned horizontal. And that meant that that override was activated and there would be a button next to the key slot. And if you hit it, it popped out a fast pass. So for those of you, you know, I can remember a couple times like having like elaborate plans to distract the person working the fast pass machines so that you can get a couple of fast passes. That was a. A thing for a little while there. Then they started taking the keys out and carrying it with them. And I, I used to get a kick on. out of the
1: cast members who would walk over and be like, Oh, you're having a problem? Well, let me check. Up. Go ahead, put your card back in now. Yeah. And they'd hold on to the machine and then psh, psh, yeah. they'd push the button. Twice. <laughs> oh, there you go. It's, working, you go. Now. it's
0: working fine. Yeah. Uh, then another one I got, which was actually kind of uh, funny, was from my cousin Heather. Uh, Heather misses the Trophy Room restaurant. And for those of you who don't know where the Trophy Room was, that was in. What was called the golf resort or the Disney Inn, which is now Shades, Shades of Green, of the and uh, there was a, a a steak and lobster restaurant called the Trophy Room that apparently my family used to frequent. Uh, the only thing I know about that, oh no, no, that was not that was the Empress Lily that I threw Donald down a flight of stairs. <laughs> but uh, you know that was a, another one that we got the Trophy Room. Now, do you only have one cousin, Heather? Yes, we okay. only have one cousin, Heather. All right. All right, I think she's your age, maybe younger, right? She's in her 70s? She's definitely younger. Yeah. Definitely younger. Uh, let us let me check the list to make sure we got everybody. Randall, all right, Randy, who is not a big Disney fan, but he worked there for his whole life. He misses live entertainment, live music. He says mm-hmm. there's not enough of it in the parks like there used to be.
1: I'm, I'm hoping that comes back. I'm having the post-COVID era. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I will say that the loss of bands like Off Kilter. Yes. Um, it really hurts the, the park atmosphere, the loss of the Grand Floridian Orchestra. Uh, really hurts. Um, some of these cuts are recent. Some of these cuts are not so recent. And, and hopefully, you know, we see a a handful of it return after things turn around in the post-COVID uh, days.
0: Yes. And um, I'll tell you, one, one thing I do, we do miss, uh, and my wife and I actually had a conversation with the other day, I'll bring it up, is we missed E-Ride Nights. Mm -hmm. So now, for those of you who don't know, E-Ride Nights was kind of the original hard-ticketed after-hours event. And basically, when an E-Ride Night would happen, you would have uh, four hours extra in the Magic Kingdom, and it would be Space Mountain, Splash Mountain, Thunder Mountain, Buzz Lightyear, Space Ranger Sprint, the Haunted Mansion, Magic, Peter Pan, and Winnie the Pooh would be open. So you had the three mountains, Buzz Lightyear, Haunted Mansion, and a couple rides. Uh, it was a for, – for Disney, it was a uh, staggering price of $12 per adult to get into this. And it was – it ended in 2005. And I can tell you, I remember we used to do some of those e-ride nights. You know, you rode rides like all night. You know, we actually – one time we went to an e-ride night and there was nobody there. And it was it – was, what made it actually interesting too was it wasn't just limited tickets – It was limited tickets and limited hotels. Mm -hmm. So certain nights it was the deluxe resorts, certain nights it was the moderate resorts. So the crowd was real, real low. And we actually, one time we got a picture with us, with Minnie, Mickey, Donald, Goofy, Pluto, all standing in front of the castle. Because there was so little people there that they grouped all the characters together. And as we know, you know, nowadays you try to go to uh, one of the After Hours events, which is Disney After Hours. I was trying to think of the name of it. It's hundred and fifty bucks just to get in, right? You know, and this was a, a twelve dollar event called E ride Nights. and then it's another seventy dollars if you want to hit the dessert party during correct the, during yeah, the event. Yeah. So, so that was a, a my kind of my last uh, you know Disney thing that I could kind of re- like throw out there for for remember when. Right. What about you, Tony? What do you got in closing?
1: Uh, that's it. You know, I, I I've said my piece. Okay. Uh, I miss some of my rides. As long as Mickey bars don't go, I'm going to be happy. Okay. Uh, you know, Dave mentioned at the start of the show that uh, the parks are never finished, and that's one thing that Walt said is that uh, you know the parks will never be finished; they'll always be in a state of change. Um, and sometimes it affects rides we like. Sometimes it affects rides we don't like. Uh, sometimes we wish that change would come for certain attractions, and it never does. Correct. Uh, so the parks will always change. We'll always wish that something could come back, but uh, we just have to make the best of it and live uh, live with it in our memories.
0: Now, uh, for future show dates, um, hopefully next week, depending on travel plans, just as long as the craziness of the world doesn't change, uh, we should be doing our first ever live hello on social media from Disney World. From uh, Hollywood, Hollywood Studios. Hollywood Studios. We have a, yeah, we hope for that. Then for our next show, I think this is a great topic Tony came up with. We're going to discuss our favorite pre-shows. Yes. So uh, before we, we discuss that, if you throw a comment in down below... You know, what pre-show do you like or what pre-show do you miss? And uh, that's all we got for tonight.
1: Excellent. So until next time, uh, I guess we'll see you in about a week and a half, two weeks after our trips to Walt Disney World. After our trips. And then the next show will probably be via Zoom because we'll be quarantining. Exactly. So So until next time, I'm Tony. I'm David. And we're Two Two Dudes dudes Talking talking Disney. Disney.